This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent, bonus episode 11 centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, we review the May 8th show in Burlington, Vermont at The Flynn from Weird Al's 2022 The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast. Dave, this was your first time ever in the state of Vermont. Yeah, as that's true. True statement. How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know, and I'm so upset that I've never been to Vermont before because I absolutely positively loved it. I loved everything about the state. Like from the moment I crossed the border into Vermont, I just I just fell in love with everything. It was a beautiful, incredible like very scenic drive up through Vermont. Uh, the town of Burlington is absolutely amazing. Just, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it once yeah. we once we talk about what we did, you know, you know, during the day. But oh, it's just it's such a fun fun area. The everything about it, I loved. And even I don't know. If, I'll mention it now, so I, so I don't forget to mention it later. But. The drive home, I, the, you know, the GPS sent me several ways and, and tried to get me to cross over the border of Vermont into New York and I guess come down through New York. I just kept ignoring the GPS so I could continue <laughs> to drive in Vermont for as long as possible because it was, I was like, just such a... <laughs> your GPS is like, stupid! You're so stupid! You're it's losing like, turn right. three minutes! Yes. <laughs> turn right here, you know, and then it's like, oh, that means I got to cross over, I don't know, what, some body of water and go into New York. No, I'm not doing that. I'm staying in Vermont. So I, I just loved, I loved everything about it. The weather was incredible. I don't know if we mentioned it on the other episodes, how it was like really cold in Massachusetts. It was like constant, like cold... As soon as we got to Vermont, it just was like like the skies open. It was like ah, oh, you know, like the uh, <laughs> it was know, heavens yeah, it was opened like up, sunny and and seventy degrees yeah. and really nice out with a little bit of a breeze, so it wasn't too warm. Um, right? Yeah, it was it was great. So and the people the people there were were I mean everybody I interacted with every Vermontonian I don't know what the right word is every Vermont person that I interacted with was incredibly nice. It was like being in Canada. That's how nice they were in Vermont. <laughs> Vermont is kind of the Canada of the United States. Oh, is it? <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, maybe that's why I liked it so much. <laughs> no, it was great. So, um, yes, yeah, so we we both left. Um, well, we had breakfast at the hotel in Medford. And yes, then, your uh, alarm clock actually went off. And I just said, yeah, I, just, I didn't even use the hotel alarm clock. I just used my <laughs> alarm on my phone, and it worked fine. I don't know why I didn't do that before. Um, yeah, and then we both left separately, and I think I still beat you there, because I got to your hotel. Um, my plan was to drive home after the show, uh, but you and Jackie are a bit further than I am, so it was less, uh, less ideal. So you guys got a hotel room, so we met there, dropped stuff off, and went right into town. Yeah, well, I got a couple things to to mention, is that I actually left before you, because I saw your car was still there when I left, so I don't know how you beat me. Actually, I do know how you beat me, because uh, I guess the one thing that Vermont doesn't have is it doesn't have, like, like a 
rest stops on the highway and places to like stop and eat lunch and whatever so we ended up getting off at some random exit and driving around to try to find a bathroom and then find a place to to eat um and we never did find lunch (laughs) oh yeah i guess i just went straight through oh but yeah i I glossed over one of the greatest parts Um, yeah i was gonna mention that i know what you're gonna mention (laughs) right next to our hotel and i didn't notice that this was the name of the place until i saw it on a map because their logo is kind of weird but we Right next to our hotel in Medford was a gas station called, and I don't have it in front of me, Dave. Was it Al Prime Energy? It was, uh, yeah, Al Prime, and it wasn't uh, Medford. It was where we were staying. In yeah, Wolverine. wherever we were. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Al A L Space Prime Energy. So um, I felt the need to fill up at Al Prime <laughs> I, Energy. Yes, I- I, I filled up too at Al Prime Energy or Al Prime, <laughs> whatever the name of that gas station was, right there. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a, like I mentioned, it was a it was a great drive up. I you know, I took I got there about two thirty, I guess, and you were waiting in the lobby uh, for us, and you know, and I basically dropped off the stuff in the hotel room. They were incredibly nice. They gave me cookies when I when I uh, checked in. That was really nice. Oh yeah, Double Street. And, they give you cookies. Yeah, nice. Nice place. I mean, a really nice place we stayed at. I wish I, I sort of wish I could have stayed like an extra day just so I could hang out in the hotel and hang around Burlington. Yeah, we should totally, like, we should just plan a trip up there sometime because there is a lot to do, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if we're tracking this. I don't know if there even is a spreadsheet yet of of our (laughs) podcast, but um, I don't know if we're tracking it, but I'm going to open a Coke Zero. So listen for the pop. Oh. I think we are tracking. I think this is. The we are tracking time. it. We are tracking it because I I just listened to uh, on the drive home. I was listening to the episode that we just dropped earlier today. I guess uh, the episode five centimeter, and you said track this. We're opening a Coke Zero. So, wow! So it took six more episodes before I opened another one. Or maybe uh, there are I others. I don't know about that. I think you've opened one every episode so far. Yeah, we'll have to check the spreadsheet. I think what I'm learning is I drink too much Coke Zero. I'm obsessed with <laughs> Coke Zero. <laughs> and I know you are too, Dave. Uh, I'm not drinking one right now. I'm, I'm drinking just water, just regular old water. We actually should mention this. We're, we're not together for this episode. We're sep- We're recording this after the fact, the following day. Yes. We were been well rested so hopefully we'll make some sense <laughs> well uh, hopefully i can and... understand what the heck i wrote last night <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm I back didn't... in new jersey ethan's back in new york so we're recording this remote i didn't take any notes on anything until actually the show started oh, so well i've got i've got quite a bit to talk about all right show well, why don't you uh, lead it and I'll, I'll throw in some yeah. color commentary I mean, Ethan was kind. He drove us to, uh, he picked us up at the hotel. He drove us into Burlington. It was like a five minute drive. We were really close to where we had to be. Uh, we parked right across the street from the theater, Ethan. Yeah. Incredible parking spot. Great, spot. great, great, great spot. And I, I don't know, I went back to the car to drop something off and I come back and you're chatting with two people already in Hawaii, someone in a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. And, uh, yeah. So you, I don't know, you wanted to, grab your sunglasses. I don't know what you're grabbing. Um, and, uh, yeah, this woman and guy come up to me and just say, are you guys, are you with the podcast? And I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, which one are you, Dave or Ethan? And I was standing there with Jackie and I was like, well, uh, guess. <laughs> and they're like, you're Dave. No, 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 Ethan. 
<laughs> well, they had a 50-50 shot. Yeah, they did. You could have been the ampersand. Well, I mean, actually, that it's so funny because um, the gentleman goes, well, we know he's not the and. And then um, <laughs> the woman goes, uh, well, ampersand. Uh, so she corrected him. <laughs> oh, and, good, uh, good. Yes. Yes. And so then I, then, uh, I learned their names were... Joe and Julia. Yeah, Julia and Joe. And uh, you came over. I introduced you and Jackie as your wife. And they were excited to meet Jackie. I think they must really be big fans. Not big enough to know who's who, but big (laughs) enough to have heard Jackie on the podcast. (laughs) I mean, I guess if you're just listening to the podcast, I mean, you wouldn't know who was who until we started talking. It's not like we describe ourselves every single episode. Yeah, but I asked. I said, which one am I, Dave or Ethan? So, Oh, I guess you were talking. Yeah, all right. Well, maybe we, should be more, <laughs> maybe we need to be more clearer who's talking. This is Dave talking right now, by the way. This is also Dave talking, wondering. by the way, oh, for those boy. who are wondering. And the ampersand is the one that is very silent yes. all the time. Um, yeah, so that was really cool to get to meet them and uh, – um, I don't know that her husband, Joe, was as big of a Weird Al fan as she was, um, but she was saying, oh, I figured I would see you guys here, and I guess so they got cool. there a few hours earlier. They kind of were milling around hoping to see us, or maybe it was, I don't nice. know. I kind of got that impression, so it was really cool. We got to give them some stickers, and um, yeah. it was really cool to, to meet them and, and hope. Yeah, hope and they had, they, had, they had VIP for the evening. Like, that's one of the reasons why they were there so early. Right, they yeah. Were, Wanted well, to be there for VIP. It's great to meet people who are on the East Coast like we are, because I'm sure we will see yeah. them again and again and again um, at other shows. Again. <clears throat> so that was cool. We then decided to yeah. walk. I think it's Church well, it Street. Was, Is that the main yeah. street? Yeah, it was. Uh, we were looking for some place to, I guess, since we hadn't, we both hadn't had lunch. We were both really hungry. We were trying to find some place to, you know, and Joe actually said, oh, just like the next street over is Church Street. Walk up that. And like, we walked right over to that and it was awesome. It was like this great walkway, like pedestrian walkway that just went on for several blocks. And there were just stores and just all these fun things and people out playing music and it was great yeah it was awesome and unfortunately it was a sunday that we were there so not everything was open and some of the hours were weird um yeah. but yeah we we kind of we did have dinner plans um because we were meeting jackie's friend and um her two children for dinner who are also going to go to the show so we knew we had a little bit of time to kill we're also a little bit hungry um and yeah we just started walking up and down the block and um I think the f- the first store I really went into was a store called Keep Vermont Weird. Yeah, it was a. There wasn't even barely a store. It was like a closet. It, was, it, was it wasn't so very tiny. big at all. <laughs> <laughs> but we just I just saw the word weird and I was like, all right, I got to go check this out. Um, and they had really cool stuff. Um, they had like these stickers that said that said Keep Vermont Weird. They had a hat that said Weirdo. Um, they had mugs and. Anything you could think, they had like I got a um, a keychain that is yep. like a mo um, a motel key, like one of those plastic motel keys. That says, right, keep Vermont weird. So nice, <laughs> a lot nice. of weird stuff. Yeah, it was a it was nice. It was a pl- neat place. I picked up a, I think a sticker and uh, a coffee mug or a tea mug since I don't drink coffee. Well, you will yeah, uh, hopefully be t- drinking some coffee well, when we try the <laughs> Jackson Park espresso. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then another <clears throat> thing, uh, I don't know if uh, you guys picked you, – you went into some store, which I don't know if you want to talk about going in there or not. But uh, you did find us our first tabloid newspapers yes. that had Weird Al articles yes. in it. So, so congratulations. You were the first one that I'm aware of to actually find an article about Weird Al while we were out searching. Yeah, actual print article. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was this store. It was like kind of like a, a head shop slash adult store. Uh, they looked like they had some weird stuff in there. So uh, I popped in just to take a quick look around. And the only thing that caught my eye was a, a big um, white bumper sticker that just had the name of one of Weird Al's shortest songs on it. Uh, bite me. <laughs> and that was probably the only clean thing in that story I can talk about. Uh, it was like, it was so weird. Like, um, it was funny because, um, as we're walking in, they had like made a big deal about shoplifters and you go through like a security thing and they have to scan your ID as soon as you walk in the door. And they had a wall of shame of like uh, security footage of people stealing oh, yeah. stuff. And, uh, I was just really curious. Like, I wish they would put up what those people stole because <laughs> you know there's a lot of like the kind of bachelorette bachelor party kind of like uh, gag okay. things in there you know like so i would have to imagine that even more embarrassing than getting caught stealing is getting caught stealing something from this store <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't go in so i didn't get a chance to to see all that stuff in there you but didn't miss much. yeah i mean I didn't miss much. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> but I, I did get you a bite me sticker, so you could. Yes, uh, I. Yes, appreciate that. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I do have a souvenir life. from that from that shop, <laughs> even though I've never technically been there. That's true. Uh, yeah. So after that, um, I guess well we. We walked up to Ben and Jerry's, and there was a huge line outside. So I don't think we ever ended up getting any sort of snack before we actually met up with uh, Kate, uh, one of Jackie's oldest friends from uh, vet school. They went to vet school together. Kate's a veterinarian, too. Uh, Kate was there with her two children, Luca and Sylvia. Uh, and uh, we met up with them for dinner, and I guess... Uh, yeah, so we, we ended up picking this ramen place, and... Um... I was just like, it had. Been, I think the only thing I ate all day was the the bre the crappy hotel breakfast, <laughs> the cookie at the the hotel, and that was it. And I was just starving, so I was like, um, we put in our name for reservation. I was like, I'm just gonna run to the car and just grab like a a cereal bar or pop tart or something. So as soon as I walk out of the restaurant, I run into Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nice. I was like, oh, hey, Jim. And I, um, and we forgot to mention this, but I pointed out to him, right next to the venue, the Flynn, is a restaurant called Ruben James. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Ruben, of course, of Ruben Valtiera fame, and then James, of course, of Jim, Kimo West fame. Jim is short yes. for James. So uh, I pointed it out to him and said, oh, you got to go there for dinner. And he thought that was funny, so uh, he hadn't nice. noticed it. Uh, so I went to the car, and then as I'm coming back, to the restaurant i run into steve <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> so i said hi to steve and you know I'd, we'd just seen him the night before and uh so i just wished him you know a good concert and came back and by the time i got back you guys were already seated and um yeah yeah interestingly <laughs> enough yeah so we were seated we waited i don't know I guess uh, I had run to the car for something and, and jackie and kate had made the the reservations they're like oh it's gonna be a half hour uh, wait, you know, uh, originally, I guess we had six people total. We were supposed to have eight people or, or something. Uh, 
I think Jacinta. Well, yeah, at first it was supposed to be like forty minutes, and then it was thirty, and then I think all in all, it ended up taking closer to like fifteen minutes to get us seated. Yeah, but e- but either way, like there was nobody in the restaurant. And it oh was, yeah, uh, the wait around. <laughs> it was really and uh, it was very bizarre. Um, and, and then we sit down and. Uh, and you know, there's it's it's a ramen place. You know, there's a lot of nice vegetarian options for for you and yeah. uh, for um, Sylvia and Luca. Uh, and, you know, also you know had some dietary restrictions that they they needed to meet, and and everything fit perfectly for ramen. And we sit down, and then we started to to order things, and everything we tried to order. No, we don't have that. No, we don't have that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, um, I'll have the uh, the veg the vegetarian ramen. Because it's like, you know, it's a ramen place. So there's like five different ramens, five different rice dishes, and a handful of... So, like, there wasn't, like, a, a huge extensive menu. There was only a couple things on the menu. I was like, yeah, can I get the vegetarian miso? They're like, oh, no, we're out of that. I was like, well, what am I <laughs> supposed to have? They're like, well, we ha- we do have the vegetarian rice. And I was like, well, I guess I'm getting the vegetarian rice. <laughs> um, I mean, I yeah, everybody know, did you, find something... Yeah. Yeah, on on the menu, which was acceptable. Uh, I thought the food was was good. At least what I tried was good. Yeah, uh, yeah. We split some edamame before the you know yeah. the main course, and yeah, the vegetable fried rice I had was great. I I thought it yeah. was really. I probably never would have gotten it if the miso was in stock. Uh, so I'm really actually kind of glad I got to try it. Oh, um, but what was an interest? Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm sure we're, we're about to say the, same, say the thing. same thing. Yeah, so we sit down and basically, you know, th- this place is open. Like, like it doesn't have a, a front to it. I guess it had windows or something that they could open. Yeah, so it was like a garage door in. that was open. So it was yeah. like completely like you walk up to it and you can just walk right in without going through the yeah. door. And so people are coming in and trying to, you know, to eat dinner. It's like dinner time at this point. I don't know. It was, it was five it was o'clock. Yeah, five it was like, o'clock. Five yeah. o'clock. Like, yeah. And uh, people are, you know, coming in and, and the and the walkway is just like packed with people, you know, at this point. And basically. And, and there's uh, a people... sold out show right down the street, like, you know, not even a block and a half away. So, of course, right. there's like a ton of people in town anyway. <laughs> And as these people are coming in, they're turning them away, saying, nope, we've run out of food. So somehow we were the last people to be seated, and we had very little choice. How do you run out of food if you're a restaurant? I don't know. And this isn't the first place that ran out of food. If you remember, when we went to to Medford, we tried to order – I tried to order a slice of pizza, and they did not have (laughs) slices of pizza. I don't understand what's going on. Is there a food shortage in the United States on the East Coast that I'm just not aware of? Uh, in towns that Weird Al is performing, perhaps. <laughs> I get, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it was, yeah, it was it was very weird. And, uh, you know, they were supposed to be open until 8, so they definitely lost out on a ton of business. For the number of people they turned away. Um, right. That was, you know. And I, yeah, I'm sure the yeah. margins are good on on ramen. <laughs> so I, I guess so. I mean they're do, they seem to be doing well. Yeah. Or, or if they're selling out, you know, by five p.m., I guess they're they're doing must be doing something right, or they're not ordering enough food. Uh, either way, uh, yeah, it it was yeah very very you know nice. I guess after that, I don't know what order we did things in. I guess uh, at some point you had to go to the box office to pick up uh, our tickets. Yep. Yep. So um, we did that after dinner. We picked it up. I went and picked up the tickets. I think I figured out what the situation was because 
the only thing we knew is that I purchased my ticket, your ticket, and Jackie's ticket, and that we weren't sitting together. None of us were sitting <laughs> together. And so I think I figured out that um, when tickets went on sale, you and I were both in there, and I was just going for my ticket, so I got my ticket, and I got a one I was happy with. And then um, you were still trying to find a ticket you liked, so I went back in, and I couldn't find two together, but I found two single seats, so I held on to them, and then you must have decided that the two single seats I had in my cart were better than the, the two together you had in your cart. I think that's yeah, what happened. It, was, I, it sounds vaguely familiar. Interestingly enough, uh, Kate, uh, Luca, and Sylvia, they were like last-minute additions to, to, to coming to this, and they basically had the same situation where they were not sitting together. Uh, Luca and Sylvia ended uh, I guess Kate ended up finding two seats uh, close up for Luca and Sylvia and there was, she could not find three together. So she ended up sitting separately. So everybody at this, this uh, <laughs> concert in, in our little group was just spread out all over the place. And it, yeah, interesting. It just, uh, I guess I don't know what was going on uh, with the tickets at the Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just was popular. They went fast. So, um, so we picked up the tickets just to have them. And then, um, we decided to run up to Ben and Jerry's to grab some ice cream. Yeah, I went up to Ben and Jerry's. Uh, I guess uh, <laughs> there wasn't a line. There wasn't not a line, which was fortunate because we were rushing. We were running up along the uh, start of the the show. And uh, it was a seven o'clock show. The earliest. Yeah, it was. This yeah, so early. far. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I guess we should. I uh, maybe Sunday afternoon or Sunday night. I don't know what's. Anyway, it was 7 o'clock show. Uh, we got ice cream um, at Ben & Jerry's. So I guess yeah. uh, I guess since people are tracking what flavor I got, I ended up getting <laughs> strawberry ice cream in a cone. But I didn't realize – I asked for a small and somehow there was like two like gigantic, huge scoops of ice cream on this. It was not a small by any standards. Uh, and uh, so I was like, I need a cup or something. So she gave me a cup to, to dump my cone into. <laughs> Well, um, Kate's son, Luca, wanted to get, like, a, a milkshake, and they told him that they were out of cups for milkshakes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> again, again. Everything is out. Um, Five, six o'clock or, or 6.30 on a Sunday afternoon, and, and you're an ice cream place, and you don't have stuff to serve your ice cream in. I think what I ordered was supposed to come in a cup, but it was kind of, they gave it to me, like, a tray, like, I guess, like, a banana split kind of tray, and it was uh -huh. called, like, a... Uh, dirt cake or something and so it was okay. like I, I don't know what made it dirt cake it just tasted like Oreo ice cream to me um, huh. but they put like gummy worms in it and it was great <laughs> I mean you can't go wrong with Oreo ice cream and gummy worms so um, yeah I enjoyed my ice cream I, I mean, enjoyed it, it a lot was, I enjoyed it a lot it was a lot it was a lot I don't know if I finished it all because it was so much but I enjoyed what I ate yeah so we, we got the ice cream and we just like walked back down to the theater and, and ate it on the way and on our travels back, <laughs> we ran into Jim. Uh, second time for me running into Jim. And then we ran into Ruben. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, Church Street, definitely. It was funny. Uh, you know, we ran into Jim, I guess. I'm walking by. I didn't even see him. And all of a sudden, I hear Jim yell, hey, Dave. And uh, so I waved <laughs> to Jim and said, hello. And I, and, I, and I turned to Luca, who did not realize that Jim is... Uh, 
Weird Al's guitar player, and I said, "Hey, Luca, that's a Weird Al's guitar player." He's like, "Whoa, <laughs> he knows you." <laughs> and then later on, when we ran into Ruben, the same thing. I don't. Ruben said hello to us, and we were chatting with him, and then. Uh, Luca had no clue who that was. And I said, by the way, that's Weird Al's keyboard player. He's like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, and actually, Ruben, we saw him. He was talking to Jacinta and her son, Michael. And um, they joined us, and we went in. And um, I... Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, going in, you know, you show your, you know, you have to... Uh, show your vaccination card, get in, you know, I, I didn't think they even checked me or anything. They were just more concerned about me uh, wearing, making sure you were wearing a mask the entire they're very, time. Yeah, You're very there. yeah they're very strict on that. And, uh, and I go in and I, and I, you know, I tried to use the restrooms at, at Ben and Jerry's, but for some reason they were blocked off. So I didn't, so I needed to use the restroom. They were out inside of the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. They're out of bathrooms too. I don't understand. So I needed, so I went to go into the theater to try to find the bathroom. And I first bathroom I see, you know, is, there's like a security guy standing in front of me. And I said, you know, I, can I use the bathroom? He's like, this is an all gender bathroom. There's other bathrooms around the corner. And I'm like, well, am I not an all gender person? I don't understand. <laughs> but I was like, all right, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to argue with this. Guy. Right. So I go around the corner, you know, and there's and there's like other there's like other all gender bathrooms over there. So I uh, I go to try to go into one of them, and a guy and a guy had or a person had just walked out of out of one of them. And as you know, and uh, then the door closed, and he goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry, the door's locked." And then I was like, "Oh, okay, what? I don't understand that." And they then he's like, you? "Are you an?" Uh, <laughs> he goes, "Are you an usher?" And I went, "No." I'm just trying to use the bathroom. And he's like, oh, okay, they're, 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 the, uh, the bathrooms are over there. So he sent me to some other place. And I go over there, and all those doors are locked. So I was just like, I am i don't know what to do. <laughs> There's like no bathrooms in this town of Burlington <laughs> well, that so are open. At, at that point, uh, let me say what yeah. I was doing in that whole situation. Because, yeah, we walked in, and I didn't know where the heck he went. Um, but I walked <laughs> in, and I went over to Marnie uh, to check out the merch. And big announcement. The shoelaces were in. Yay! Um, so, we finally got to see the shoelaces yeah. or get there our shoelaces. So Marnie handed me, you know, my shoelaces, and she, and she, uh, I was looking for you because I thought you'd want the experience of, of actually getting it, uh, but I couldn't find you. So I was like, yeah, just give me Dave's. So give them to him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you did because I did not have time to yeah. try to head over to the merchandise because I was running around trying to find a bathroom. <laughs> what were you running around like? Right, <laughs> I was running around. Well, <laughs> I guess I was running around like a constipated wiener dog. Although we'll probably talk about that a little bit later. Um, and uh, yeah, so we we uh, I got the shoelaces, and then I ran into you. And then as soon as I ran into you, we ran into Ray Padgett, uh, someone who we've talked about on the podcast before. He's an author who has written about Al, and I believe. Um, he mentioned um, our one guest. Why am I blanking on his name? Um, Joe Kraus. Joseph Kraus. Joe Kraus, yeah. And I was thinking and about him at the show last night because... Um, anyway, I'll, I'll mention it when we get there. Um, but, yeah, so Ray Padgett, has, you know, we've talked about him a bunch. He's a huge Weird Al fan, and he's someone who has been on our list to interview for a long time. So he's someone who will be on the podcast uh, so it was really cool to briefly get to see him. Um, he said he had a, a sick daughter, 
uh, back at home, which hmm. I guess gave him an opportunity to go out or something. I don't know. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what he said. Or I maybe, guess we'll have to get that story from it, him when it we might have been, do talk no, to him. Okay, this is it. He was planning to go to the Medford shows, but his daughter was oh. sick. So he couldn't go to the Medford shows, but she was feeling better. So he was able to... Um, gotcha. You know, go out to the to the show. Um, Great. And I guess he lives right in Burlington, so um, I, oh, nice. I didn't realize that. So, um, so we'll have to uh, we'll we'll be talking to him eventually, I'm sure, and we'll have to see how he likes the show. Um, Indeed. And then. I think then you just disappeared. You went and found the bathroom. Oh no, I, I think I went with you, and I we we found the bathrooms, and then yeah. So all right, so the bath. I guess I guess this will be a public service announcement for anyone who goes to see a concert at the Flynn. If you need to use the restrooms, don't bother with the all gender rooms unless you actually need to use them. Go downstairs. There are like bathrooms. You have to go down this down a flight of stairs, and then there's a huge lobby down there, and then that's where all the bathrooms are for for the. Uh, male and female or men's and women's bathrooms yes so um right, so. i went to i don't think there's anything else i think it was pretty close to showtime so i went to my seat and i think we've talked about this but i mean essentially all the tickets dave and i bought for the entire tour we bought at the beginning of december so and there's so many shows, I just don't, I can't keep up with where I'm sitting. So I had no idea. I just kind of show up at venues and just sit down wherever the ushers <laughs> tell me. And yep. I was really surprised that I show up and I knew it said row B. And I, I think you or Jackie were sitting in row B. So I thought I'd be near you. But turns out I was dress circle B. And I was literally, they set up like folding chairs in front of huh. the fixed seats. And I was in the second row. Um, yeah, I was wondering that because I was in row C and I was somehow in the fifth row and Jackie was in row B and she was in the fourth row and uh, I guess Luca and uh, and Sylvia were also in my row though off to the side. Okay. I mean I was sitting I was sitting uh, in row C and, and I was really happy. I didn't know I didn't really didn't know where I was sitting. I was sitting on the on Steve's side but like right on the aisle. So I had an aisle seat which was Ooh. really nice to actually be on the aisle there. Uh, Jackie was sitting dead center on Al's side in uh, the row ahead of me. I could see her. We could see each other. And okay. I, probably if we yell loud enough, we could talk to each other uh, <laughs> if we needed to. Yeah, I saw where Luca and Sylvia were sitting. They were sitting further off uh, to uh, in the same row as me, but on the other side of the aisle, uh, you know, the Steve and Ruben side. Okay. I did not see where Kate was sitting, and I did not see where you were sitting. I looked for both of you yeah, the entire so, time, and I did not see either of you. So uh, I guess so um, the dress circle, A and B, were these two rows that were just like regular chairs in front of the theater chairs. Um, and so I was the farthest over on Jim's side in these okay. chairs. So it ended up being just me and then there's two people to my right and then nothing to my left. So it was kind of nice because I could kind of put my bag huh. down, put my water down, kind of had some room to stretch out. <laughs> it was really nice. nice. Um, and so you were on the other side. You, you were, I guess, just for help me without the air. You were on the other side of the aisle. Like there's a center section and then you were on the outside. Yeah, I was aisle, I was pretty okay. far over to okay, the gotcha. left on, on uh, Jim's side. And, um, okay. Right behind me, I guess in real row A, was Jacinta and her son, Mike. Um, they were okay. all the way over, so they were even further on uh, Jim's side. And um, 
It gotcha. was, it, yeah, I was really happy with the seat because I was so, so close um, to the stage. And uh, I don't mind being at a, a weird angle because um, being so no, close I... made up for it. And yeah, no, my seat was great. I mean, I was right on the aisle and uh, close, you know, row, row five essentially is what it translated into. Uh, yeah, and I, I was very happy with my seat as well. And I was sitting next to a nice couple that were, oh, good. were very, were, were very friendly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but basically, I I sat down. I don't know when you sat down, but I sat down, and like less than a minute later, you know, uh, <laughs> JW came out. Yeah, <laughs> he came <laughs> like, out. I like part like like I could not like, like could if I tried to like time it so I got there right on time. That's basically what I did. I got there right on time. I had time to basically sit down, you know, relax for a second, and then JW was up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I had pretty pretty similar. Um... Uh, pretty similar occurrence jw came out like i didn't see the time when it started but i think he was pretty much on the dot seven o'clock it was seven yeah seven o'clock on the dot is is what i have down um, when jw comes came out he brought out emo emo did not have a drink with him um emo came out at 701 by oh, thank you and from where i was sitting i could see the yellow square uh very clearly <laughs> and uh um, I did see the yellow square. It was in front of uh, Jim this time. Yeah, it's been in front of Jim the last couple shows. So I don't yeah. know if Jim inherited well, I, the yellow again, square. Again, I, I say yellow square, but I don't. I still have not been able to verify the color. I've not been close enough to it to know that <laughs> it truly is yellow. I'm taking your word that it's All yellow right. here. I'm still up. In, I'm still undecided. I mean, you trust me see, on so many things, but you're un- I did see unwilling the green... to trust me on the color. Yes, I, I, want, I want, just want to verify it myself. I just want to <laughs> verify it myself. And uh, I did see the giant rectangle. That uh, green rectangle that is next to Jim. As well. Yeah, well, that is a piece of tape, and it says up, and it has an arrow. Uh, oh, nice! I was very close. I haven't to been that. close enough being, to see that. Yeah. Being the second row, all the way on Jim's side, I was able to uh, decipher the Jim nice. <laughs> rectangle. Um, I can't wait until I'm close enough to, to to see either one of our <laughs> pieces of tape that we keep reporting on. I think at the end of the tour, um, Al and Jim should present us with plaques with uh, <laughs> tape on them. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be the dumbest and greatest thing ever. Um, so the two, the two things I wanted to mention about Emo is he did the pourquoi joke, the uh, French <laughs> yeah. existential seagull, which... Uh, I always love that, so uh, I think I'm. I think I said I was. And that went that. over well because because he. I guess we were so close to Canada that he actually uh, worked in somehow worked in Quebec into that. So that was really, <laughs> that was really nice. And then emo ended at seven thirty one, and I don't know if you saw this, Dave, but he took the mic off the cord and stuffed it in his pocket. I did not see that, uh, but uh, I did, and something you missed, which I guess. Uh, really stood out to me is this there was a some sort of heckler in the audience and emo handled it great oh yeah you know, but uh this 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 as first time i ever saw anyone try to do any kind of heckling with with emo and uh and emo put him in his place or put them in their place at, for sure yeah. and then there was another weird moment where uh emo asked somebody for their first name and they refused to give it to them which was another weird moment <laughs> So I don't know what's going on with the audience there in uh, Flynn. Something in the in the air. I don't know at the Flynn. I guess, but I think marijuana yeah. is legal in in Vermont. So that that may. Be oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that explains a lot because there was a couple people in the audience who were who were over enthusiastically dancing uh, for uh, 
certain certain things which I, I felt might have been enhanced in a certain way or not. <laughs> and and um and by marijuana, of course, I mean uh, cinnamon roll incense. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> so Emo left at seven thirty one, and the show officially started at seven forty eight. So just a seventeen minute uh, intermission. I I have to imagine that after doing this. Um, set up and break down for 10 times now, uh, 10 or eight, nine or 10 times, they have it down. And I think it's just going quicker. And I think that's why, um, yeah, intermission's getting and, shorter. And during the intermission, uh, that little intermission there, there, there's second time this has happened. So I'm wondering if this is coming from Al's camp or not, but there was an announcement that, you know, no, no video, but, and if you do take pictures, please try to limit them to a few still pictures only. So I thought that was, uh, there was the second time. I remember hearing that announcement. I actually think that's a good idea because you know people are going to want to take pictures with their, you know, cameras. So if you t- ask, let pe- give people that permission and you let them, uh, you know, take a few here and there, then you you're, you know you satisfy both ends: the people who don't want the cell phones, you know, up the entire time, and then the yeah. people who do want the pictures for their memory. So I, I like that. I like that in policy. I, I will that's... say, Dave, I've heard that announcement almost every show. Um, and it's the same voice, so I believe it's a recording that they have uh, programmed. Nice. And I, I like. I like that. Yeah, I like the sentiment there because people are gonna. You know, you tell someone you can't take pictures, they're gonna do it anyway because right. you want at least a couple pictures when you go to a show. I get it. Um, so I agree. I think that's a, a nice message that they uh, put out there. Um, All right. Well, 748, you mentioned the lights dimmed down. Um, Bermuda and Jim came out on stage. And at 749 was the very first drum hit by Bermuda. So the official start time of the concert, (laughs) 749. And it was Fun Zone. Yeah, Fun Zone. It was really great. You know, I think I said this last uh, centimeter, but I would love if they just did Fun Zone every single show. (laughs) I love it so much. It's so fun. It really gets me pumped. And um, it was great. Steve had sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote down what Al had, although I don't know how to describe it other than it's a black shirt with white flowers. Black shirt, white flowers. There's a couple blue flowers, green leaves. And Al's hair looked uh, like maybe freshly showered. It looked a little wet to me or huh. something. I don't know if you... Uh, I don't know if we're tracking that. I don't think I didn't know we were tracking uh, the (laughs) dampness of Weird Al's hair. I didn't realize that that's something we were tracking. But I guess I put that in slightly wet for those who are are interested in that. I do want to point out, uh, I do want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, uh, Lee Seitz, at this point. Because um, I do, and I have been so far for every single show I've been able to do it, I've been tweeting out the set list uh, for each and every show that I go to on my personal Twitter account, at Elvis Arama. And I didn't even think about this, but Lee suggested, hey, why don't you, when you tweet out, can you just please also tweet out the name of the show that you're going to? So I started doing that because I would just start out, you know, emo, then fun zone, then the next song. And, it, and you know, people, you know, it's easy enough, I guess, to look up and see where we are. But if you don't remember, you know, what's going on that day, it's just a nice reminder. Or if so someone's I thought that was a great their, suggestion. Yeah, feed a few days later, they, you know. Yeah, I thought that was a great suggestion. So thanks for that suggestion, Lee. I appreciate it. Um, I wanted to – I did make this note that I was so far – on Jim's side, I was actually past the edge of Bermuda. Uh, so I was really, really Jim's side. 
Um, mm. Yeah, so right after Fun Zone, this was interesting. Steve and Ruben, they walked off the stage. <laughs> Weird Al came out. He did not say hello at this point. And he just nodded kind of appreciation because people were cheering. And they went right into CNR. Yeah, I'm trying to interpret what I wrote here. <laughs> did you write did you write sweet sweet manatee thrust because that's what i wrote i did write pelvic thrust um, okay yes because <laughs> i know you like to track that if weird al does that sweet sweet manatee thrust <laughs> well the other and, night was the first time i ever noticed him doing it so he could have been doing it the whole time um but um yeah i'm, I'm very happy that he does it i think it's funny <laughs> um, i did notice that uh and, and you probably didn't see this or uh, maybe it did if because they eventually did come over to your side. But like in the aisle, practically right next to me, there was like a professional photographer, you know, clearly with a pass on and everything and a nice big, huge camera. And the photographer, he was taking pictures a lot during CNR. And then after CNR, I think he got up and he moved over to the other aisle hmm. on the other side and took pictures. Yeah, I did and see I did, a, I did not see him anymore. On the uh, far gym side where I was sitting, I did see a photographer open up a bag. Yeah. Uh, so I was wondering if that was uh, if that was somebody maybe from the local paper or something and, and or just somebody from the Flynn just documenting things. I don't know. But that was noteworthy to me that you know professional photographer was walking around at least for the song cnr that i saw so maybe those pictures are out there somewhere off the scout have our intern frank uh drive up to burlington and check all the newspapers and uh also uh check the website and flynn and the, and the social media and things and see if any of these pictures show up anywhere um after cnr al said hello burlington Yes, he finally mentioned the hello, the hello Burlington. He said it's great to be back in Vermont. And uh, he had everyone give it up for Emo. And he said that Emo <laughs> uh, saved his life back in Nam. So he has to <laughs> tour him, tour with him. And it's good to be on the bus with him for six months. <laughs> uh, but I did not realize, I did not realize that their friendship went back that far to in Vietnam. I did not realize that, that they knew each other that long, interestingly. <laughs> and um, so name he the last couple shows he's been saying in the emo part that it's good to share airborne droplets with him on the bus. Um, mm -hmm. But he actually um, I don't know if this came before or after the next song. I think it was before. He said, I'm usually in the audience sharing yep. my airborne droplets with everyone for this song. Right. <laughs> yeah, he said normally, yeah, on a normal tour, you know, he'd walk around in the audience for this tour, but now he's going to do it safely up on stage. And it was? Or for this song, I guess. One more minute. One more minute. <laughs> and to One me, of the notes I have. <clears throat> to me, ahead, Al's man. voice, his speaking voice seemed a little hoarse, and I, I feel like right now my voice is a little hoarse too, so uh, maybe <laughs> well, I'm I mean, echoing Al, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty rough tour schedule. And the other night, you were very concerned about uh, him yelling. So I wonder if that um, affected his speaking voice. His singing voice sounded the same to me. But, um, mm. yeah. I, don't... I didn't pick. I didn't really pick up anything uh, too noteworthy on his voice. This I thought it actually sounded stronger than it did, uh, I guess, in Medford, where I first noticed it sounded, you know, like a little bit hoarse. Hmm. But, uh yeah, yeah, this song, uh, 
the, the people behind me is probably might have been the first time that they heard this song because they were cracking up like crazy <laughs> during the, this song. Oh, it's great. Especially at the, appropriate enough, at the gas station of Love Line. And then at the end of the song, <laughs> Al says that people have come up to him and uh, say, you know, I haven't listened to this song in 20 years and I just got that gas station of Love Line. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. And if you yourself have not gotten the gas station of Love, Line, listen to the song and think about it, and you'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, he said this next song was uh, from Straight Outta Linwood. It was supposed to be from Weird Al Yankovic in 3D, but mm-hmm. um, A and R refused. What did A and What does A and R mean? Uh, their record label, their A and R record label, I guess. Oh, uh, the dist- distributor or something. What did he say? Yeah, distri- yeah. Okay. I didn't write down what he said about A&R, but the gist of his story was that uh, basically he, he was not allowed to put this cake song on, on the same uh, – on his In 3D album because – He couldn't have his cake and eat it too. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think I've heard him say that joke before, but that too, cracked yeah. me up like crazy. I liked that. That was very funny. It just caught me off guard. I was, didn't realize – didn't remember that's where he was going with that one. And of course, Close But No Cigars is – Cake pastiche, and um, yes. after that is when I yelled El well, Maestro. Okay, go ahead. After the song, you yelled El Maestro? I yelled El Maestro after the song when Al was taking okay. a sip of water. Interesting, because I, again, I didn't know where you were, but I was also, I was listening the entire show to try to hear somebody yell El Maestro, and I did not hear once anybody yell El wow. Maestro. So I was going to ask you if you actually did yell El Maestro at some point and when it was, because it it didn't make it, I didn't hear it, so it probably didn't make it over to Ruben, unless you were, unless you saw him react, I did not I think hear he, anybody say he El it. Maestro. I think he heard oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I was didn't hear it, so. I was directing it directly at Ruben, and you would have been behind and to the side. So, um, I guess I'm not too surprised you didn't hear it. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, one more note about close but no cigar. I just wanted to to mention how enthusiastically Al was hitting his vibra slap during this. Oh song. yeah, he seems to really enjoy that that instrument, the vibra slap. It's great. It's a great instrument. I mean. How often does Al get to play it? But you know when he's doing this song and only certain nights, so he's got to right. take in every every moment of that vibra slap. <laughs> All right, I tried to take notes for this next one. Um, yep, there was a lot to take notes on. There was. I, I have a lot written down for this. All right, well. see what you have, and then I'll see if I can um, fill in any. Uh, All right. Gaps. Well, I don't. I don't tend to write down word for word like you do, so I might. I might not have it exact. But well, do you want me to I, try uh, then, and you fill in your gaps? No, let, let's do it this way. Let, let me give it a try, and then okay. you can uh, fill in anything okay. I'm missing. Basically, said that. Uh, <sighs> well, I don't even know how. Sorry, he said I, yeah, how he he met. Um, he basically told the story about how he met Steve and Jim. So I guess you can figure out what's next. Uh, <laughs> if you've been listening he, to these bonus episodes yeah. and if you've been to a concert, you know what's next. So he said uh, it happened probably just about 1981. Again, paraphrasing here. He said just in outside, the early 80s, about 1981. Yeah, just outside Orlando, Florida. He wanted to visit Epcot. Um he was staying at a Disney hotel, not an official one. 
they said, I think it was uh, Earl Disney, owned by <laughs> Earl Disney. <laughs> His travel agent put him there, and he said it yeah. was a weird, creepy hotel <laughs> with a skeevish, skeevish, skeevishy lounge. Is what I wrote down. Skeevishy lounge with a yeah, skeevish guest or something lounge, dinus guest lounge. I don't know. Yeah, it, so basically it was a skeevy lounge at, at this, uh, Earl, off the... Uh, at Earl Disney this, World. <laughs> yeah, at this uh, unofficial Disney uh, Disney thing. And I'm going to have to look up and see what I tweeted out for this one because because uh, I definitely uh, had to have fun with this one. Oh, good. So, uh, <laughs> I got to look that up, though, because I don't remember off the top of my head. So give me a second here to look that up. Good thing I can find it now that I know what show I'm looking for because uh, uh, our good friend Lee decided to uh, yeah, remind me. Yeah, that's to, right. But, well, Dave, while yeah, you're so looking wrote, that up, do you have any questions about um, my experience during the song? Any specific questions? Well, well, yeah. Let me let me give what I what I put down. I wrote "Dare to Be Stupid," skeevy discount Disney hotel version. <laughs> wonderful yeah, that's what i felt this one should be called oh uh, yeah so i guess during the uh the song uh during <laughs> dare to be stupid i guess we should say the song is dare to be stupid in case we haven't uh during dare to be stupid one thing that you always do is is uh, when we're to ask for a volunteer you generally raise one of your hands so i was i didn't get to see you so i did not know if you raised one of your hands or both of your hands or none of your hands at, during this song. So would you like to I'm happy let me to know report what happened? I raised one of my hands and on this evening I raised my right hand. Oh, okay. Put that in the spreadsheet. I think we are tracking that. I think you asked I think you also asked uh people to track that in uh we definitely are asking episodes. people to track this stuff. I don't know if anyone actually is, Dave. <laughs> uh. Well <laughs> I would hope they would. Future generations can uh, can do it. Somebody should. Somebody should. Not us, but somebody should. All right. So after Dare to be Stupid, Al said immediately he well, knew Jim had to be in the band um, when he saw him at the dingy. I get, okay, so before before we get into that, I, I do want to uh, – I'm surprised you didn't see this because it happened on your side of the stage. But uh, the stage manager, Hawkeye, came out and he uh, – Took uh, one of Jim's guitars off the stage. I didn't see uh, what he did with it, but he just took one of uh, Jim's guitars away. <laughs> he just ran out the back door and never. I guess, seen and again. he sold it to the sold it to the highest bidder on Church Street. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, if I did notice that, I did not write it down. I was huh. too busy volunteering with my right hand. Um, <laughs> so Al said that. Uh, after the song, reflecting on, you know, uh, meeting Jim and Steve, that Jim immediately was, he wanted him for the band, but uh, he wasn't immediately ready to offer the position to Steve. um, But he said that Steve uh, did uh, win him over with his bass solo. And, uh, of course, then... uh, (laughs) Yep. The real reason, the real reason Steve is in the band is he won me over with this bass solo, and and I actually wrote that down word for word. So that one I know I, I got word for word. <laughs> and so Steve, you know, was like, 
like thinking about it, like trying, right. And uh, then he remembered, and he played um, the entire bass solo from that fateful night in Florida. <laughs> yes, one really, really, really long note that went on for <laughs> quite a while. <laughs> and then I wrote "finger up," so I don't know if. Um, oh well, well, what happened was this note was still going on, and uh, and. And then Weird Al said, Steve J, what a guy. The note was still going on. And then Steve raised his finger up as if to say, keep listening. The solo's listening. not over. Okay. <laughs> it's not over. And then then it then it ended and Steve put a big smile, had a big, huge smile on Steve's face. And uh, the, yeah, the, bass solo. Then they went into lame claim to fame. Yep, and uh, I was doing a lot of extra dancing. I saw him do that, like, uh, what did you call it? The chicken boy dance? (laughs) The boneless boy dance. Boneless boy dance, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, one of the lyrics is, uh, um, you know, talking about being an extra in Wayne's World 2. And Mm. um, what uh, what a great thing it would be to be able to say you know someone who is an extra in Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Huh, interesting. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. That would be really cool. I mean, I mean that, I mean, I I would like to know somebody who's an extra in Wayne's World too, as well, but I mean, either one would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Maybe someday I'll meet one, somebody yeah. who was an extra in Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully someday I will have a chance to meet somebody. All right, so next, <laughs> next one uh, he said was a What If song. Uh, and basically, what if uh, David Byrne was an office drone in a boring office job? A soulless corporation desk job. <laughs> yes. And of course, <laughs> that means uh, the next song they played was Dog Eat Dog. Dog Eat Dog. Uh, after that, which was a great song, nothing special to report um, out of the ordinary. Well, here, here's something else that you should have noticed oh. on your side of the stage is, uh, Jim got up, he left the stage to pick up a guitar from off stage. So I don't know if it was the same guitar or not. I did not note that. So I, I'm assuming that Hawkeye took the guitar off to fix something. In the uh, middle in of the, the song, he got up and left? No, before, before, uh, right before the next song started. Before Dog Eat Dog? No, after Dog Eat Dog, but before the next song. Well, how'd you say I missed it? We didn't even get there yet. Because you started to talk about the next song. Oh, well, yeah, I did miss it, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Al said it was another I just assume that if you miss if you miss something as obvious as Hawkeye walking up and stealing one of Jim's guitars out of the rack and just walking away with it, that you must have missed the, Jim getting up and doing the same thing, walking off stage. Well, Dave, and if returning I, with a guitar. Doesn't mean I necessarily missed it. I just didn't think it was even worth writing down. Or I missed well, it. Well, I were <laughs> <laughs> You know we're supposed to report everything we That's see true. on That's these true. bonus episodes, so I'm just doing my job. All right. Well, let, All right. let me read this note. Uh Al said it was another what it. if song. What if yep. the psychotic serial killer, um Manson and, Charlie Charlie Manson, yep. Uh and um, I, I don't know what he said, like pop singer or pop artist or right. Uh, James Taylor got together and wrote a song, and then um, <laughs> with he's kind of used that um, 
uh, Manson yeah, this, and James Taylor. Yeah, it's been using this one right for introduction for this for good old days for a while now. Yep. Yep. So good old days and good old days. I noticed something very um, very unique during good old days. Um, mm-hmm. Al sat down and when when he came to the part where he picks up the bongos, he put them on his lap and then he reached over to the lower mic that's for his like uh, instruments and pulled it closer to the bongos. Mm-hmm. And then he started playing the bongos and I could hear the bongos for the first time. Oh, you could hear the bongos for the first finally. Time. And I have to imagine that Al heard me complain that I couldn't hear the bongos in episode four centimeter and yep. it had just come out very recently. And yep. I have to imagine Al uh, was thinking about me in that moment and was like, I, I want Ethan to hear these bongos. So he moved the mic especially close to the, the bongos and he played them. It could have been louder. I will say that. The bongos <laughs> could have been louder, but at least uh, I could hear them. <laughs> good. I'm glad you finally got to hear them because uh, I definitely could hear the bongos. I thought they were louder than they were at any of the other shows. So there, I definitely noticed that there was a difference in the bongos. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. uh Jackie and I were talking about good old days. Uh, well, we were actually listening to, I guess, episode five centimeter, and you made you made the same comment about a uh, good old days in, in that one, I believe. And uh, and uh, she's like, I could hear the bongos. I could definitely hear the bongos last night. I'm surprised. I hope I hope Ethan heard them last night. You know, basically. So you did. I did. Uh, you did. You heard the bongos, <laughs> Al. I mean, I'm I'm glad that you know we're able to to help because maybe if you didn't hear the bongos, there could be other people in the audience who also did not hear the bongos. Right. So I'm glad that we're doing a service with our our uh, episode. I mean, especially you know our our reviews. You know that Al is I'm presumably listening to them and picking up little pieces that he can change. I mean, we know. I have I, to I imagine guess. that when Al is listening to our bonus episodes, he has. As many, if not more, notes than we do when we go into recording these <laughs> um, to <laughs> to bring back to the show. Well, and another thing, I, I guess we're talking about how our bonus episodes influence uh, the show. I guess there was something that uh, we noticed right after or shortly after episode two centimeter dropped where we uh, talk about a bunch of word crimes on the official uh, Weird Al website, their merchandise pre-order yes. section. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some some of the uh, the errors we noticed included. Um, it, we're not talking about the actual items themselves, but the the website, the descriptions, right? The descriptions, descriptions were the, or the the, um, yeah. the the t-shirts said ill-advised number one and ill-advised number two, and they did not have the hyphens. But miraculously, right. after two centimeter came out, the hyphens were added. Mm. Another thing I noticed is that uh, we talked about how uh, the the tie dye hat was actually like T Y E dash D I E. Somehow that was supposed to mean tie dye. Well, that spelling's been corrected to the correct spelling for right because you tie T-I-E, something D-I-E, up and then you right. dye it. You don't kill. Now, <laughs> I don't think T-Y-E is a word. Um, but No, it's not. So, um, <laughs> Which is, yeah, so that one was fixed. And I guess uh, the other thing, I did not point this out, but since I guess uh, I'm going to point it out now so it will get fixed, is that uh, they call this item uh, a hoodie uh, on the website. 
uh, and also I guess at the merchandise booth they also call it a hoodie. It's it's really a hooded sweatshirt. I would appreciate if that could be changed to hooded sweatshirt instead of hoodie. It, does hoodie mean that there's a zipper? I be, yeah, I, I, I believe oh. the hoodie is zippered up and a, a sweatshirt is something that you pull over your head and this one happens to have a hood. So this is really a hooded sweatshirt rather than a hoodie. Mm. So I've been, I've been called, I, I might've called it hoodie in, in episode two centimeter, but since then I, I call it the hooded sweatshirt. Okay. So uh, I don't, I guess Al didn't pick up that subtle hint or I haven't mentioned it on an episode he's listened I, to yet. You know, I, uh, I would understand if just for uh, convenience sake, they just called a hoodie. I, cause you know what they're talking about, even if it may not be the exact correct term. Uh, so I'm not we'll as bothered see. by that one, but blatant spelling errors, I would be, uh, <laughs> as we pointed out more upset about <laughs> yeah we'll have more to talk about when we get to uh we get to albuquerque oh this is just a random thing i just remembered i think the first medford show um i was chatting with marnie after the show and she told me that um someone bought one of the weird out water bottles and it, uh-huh. it was like a little kid <laughs> and he started crying because it was just a blank green water bottle and it <laughs> oh. didn't have the weird out. So it was like somehow like made it through the merch company without the quality control yeah, without, without printing on it. So, of course, she exchanged wow. it for him immediately. But then right. um, I'm wondering, Dave, would that be germane for your collection to have an official weird Al water <laughs> bottle that is just a blank unbranded water bottle? <laughs> No, if it, if it, if no, absolutely, no, it would not. But if it had like Weird Al only on one side instead of two sides, then I would write that one. Well, that's obvious. That would be a misprint. But it was, I mean, it was sent with other Weird Al ones. So it wasn't just like buying one off the street. It's buying an official Weird Al water bottle. You wouldn't. I will let you, I would, I would give you the opportunity to purchase that for your collection. <laughs> well, I jokingly told her that um, I would have paid double for it. I was like, where is it? I'll, I'll buy it. I, I wouldn't have really bought it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, that, that, that one would not, that one would, I mean, you know, if, if it was given to me for free, okay, yes, but I would not pay for that. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. So if they're just going to like throw that water bottle out, then sure, give it to me. I'll take it. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure someone's going to use it. It's still a good water bottle. <laughs> it's just not as good because it doesn't say Weird Al on it. <laughs> All right. Well, went on a little merchandise tangent there. But I guess, you know, let, 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 we needed to point out a couple yes. things that we noticed. <laughs> the influence of Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes have on the uh, – the Weird Al show and the Weird Al experience. Yeah, and this is just yet another update of uh, the influences. So I'm sure there will be more to come as we uh, go to yep, know, 30 I've got a couple more, more comments to, to make later on in this episode. <laughs> um, so after, uh, let's just catch back up to the, the concert review. Um, we had good old days after that. Um, Al picked up the accordion. and uh, yep, Huge he, cheers picking up the accordion. Yes, he said the last song was kind of dark, so he's <laughs> instead going to follow up with a song about nuclear annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could hear jingle bells going on in the background. And he said, 231 days left until Christmas. Now, he's been updating that every day, and I, and I have not gone back and actually counted the number of days either. until I Christmas. Just, I trust but, that but, Al but, has it right. But the number's going down, so I'm assuming that uh, <laughs> that that it's correct. Yes, it's either correct or consistent. 
<laughs> or, yes, <laughs> consistently wrong. So, of course, when you hear uh, Jingle Bells, um, you think a Christmas song. But Al did say nuclear annihilation, so there was no question to me. Um, and I was right. It yeah, was I... Christmas at Ground Zero. Right, you got a 50-50 shot at this one, you know, guessing correctly, but the nuclear annihilation gave it away to me as well. I correctly guessed Christmas at Ground Zero. And, yeah, it had been a couple days since I heard Christmas at Ground Zero, so it was great to to hear that that again. And it's just such a good song. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cheery and fun and (laughs) messed up. Although that describes a lot of his set list this tour. (laughs) Um, So then he started talking about um, how the next song was a Zydeco song, and I'm pretty sure his description was very similar to how it was in Medford. Yeah, well, he said something about, uh, you know, the the Zydeco song. He's a accordion-fueled Cajun rhythm. I wrote that down. Yep, I wrote that down, too. And 95% of them are also about... uh, a Seattle-based grunge artist. Yes, and uh, <laughs> that was, of course, um, uh, my baby's I'm... in love with Eddie Vedder. V e d d e r. Yes, you're learning. You to spell his last name correctly. Yes, all e's, no a's, and <laughs> or <laughs> I took a or my trick where <laughs> I I know that it was misspelled on Running with Scissors, incorrectly spelled a r. Uh, on one of the on some of the older cassette versions, and uh, it's not Eddie Cheddar, same as uh, Eddie Vedder. It's <laughs> anyway. I did... That's how I remember it. I know it's more more complicated than it needs to be, but that's how I always remember to spell the last name. <laughs> now this was, um, you know, it's this is the accordion song uh, of the tour. Almost, it's just like it's such good accordion um, playing and. Uh, it's really fun, but I, I didn't note the accordion playing this time. I noted something completely unrelated, but this is the first mm. time I noticed it. Um, if you look, Al's main vocal mic is a wireless microphone. And as far as I can tell, every other mic, Jim's, Steve's, um, Al's instrument mic, uh, those are all corded. So, um, yep. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, on previous tours, Al's always had a had. A, I think that's consistent with previous tours. Al does not have a cord; he's has a, a wireless microphone, and everybody else in the band is is corded. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought it was interesting that um, it's not either, you know, one or the other. Like, I could see everyone everyone having wireless mics, but I guess yeah. Well, I mean, it's gen- more generally for him because he's yeah, getting out yeah, there, walking the, around the, sometimes. Yeah, the guys in the band, uh, or you know, the, the you know Jim, Steve, Ruben, and Bermuda, they're not moving around as much, so I guess it's okay that there's this corded. He like it, it, on a normal tour, he's Weird Al is all over the stage. If uh, having a cord would just get in the way, I mean, I know that there's a little bit of uh, of action, you know, like when they do when they used to do White and Nerdy, you know, I would they would have to constantly roll up the cords. Uh, you know, it's Jim and Steve, you know, and, and make sure that they don't trip over them because they're holding corded mics. But Weird Al, I always remember him holding uh, a wireless microphone. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even saying it's anything new. I'm just saying it's something I, right. I, I noticed uh, during that song. 
while I was enjoying Thank you. the sweet, sweet accordion and the rest <laughs> of the band playing. Um, yeah. All right. Next song. Said was a you done with a yes. Eddie Vedder? All right. So we're moving on to the next song. Uh, is the wild card slot in the show. Um, and the audience request song. I was pretty close to the front, so I I thought I had a good chance of of getting picked. Um, yeah, I was hoping I was hoping he would uh, I was hoping he'd pick somebody in the audience. So he he sort of pointed around trying to find somebody in the audience. <laughs> I mean, if he pointed to me, at least he would know what song I would pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I I think I know a song you would pick. Which song would you pick, Ethan? Well, you know, I would want to make sure it was a song that they uh, are uh, familiar with and rehearsed on. So, of course, right. I would choose... You wouldn't try to throw him any curveballs or anything like that. No, I would do, of yeah. course, Frank's 2,000-inch TV. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, of course I would do David Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast theme song. <laughs> There's no song I want to hear in any concert more than that. Um, but uh, my joke wish came true when Al chose Steve, and Steve yes. picked Frank's 2,000-inch TV. <laughs> Yes, uh, this is the first time, I know this isn't the first time you've seen it, but this is the first time I got to see Weird Al choose somebody other than Jim, and he chose chose Steve. So I know we were tracking that at some point, who Weird Al chooses for his yes. audience request song. So make sure you put Steve in your spreadsheet for everyone playing along at home. <laughs> Steve picked, and I actually, Al didn't really, in the past, he sort of like would uh, run his, point his finger at people in the audience, and he didn't really do that this time. He just sort of went right to Steve. Um, but, um, yeah, this is actually the yeah. second time I saw Steve get picked, and it's the second time that Steve has picked Frank's 2,000-inch TV. So um, Steve must really like that song. He must love that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, actually, this song is, is really uh, growing on me. I know uh, it's sort of new for this tour, I guess, about our intern Frank and our podcast somehow merging into this 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 song about uh, a television set. Uh, this song is really, <laughs> really kind of growing on me. Uh, I particularly like the line. I don't know why I wrote this down. I wrote uh, De Niro's mole 10 feet wide. I don't know why I wrote that. I guess I've wanted to, to point that out for some reason. Um, oh, I know why I wrote it. Okay. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I wrote some other lines down as well, but I also wrote down, and this might be controversial choice, but this is my favorite song of the night. Wow. Frank's 2000 Inch TV, the, yep. the the brand new song for this tour, at least the, the song that we had never heard. Um, yeah, absolutely. This tour. Uh, uh, it's growing on me. It's my, it was, I thought it was the best performance I've seen of this song so far, including uh, possibly if I ever heard it on previous tours, which I you know may have may i don't know you, you may know. have gone it to may the have come up on pre yeah yeah i may have just you know not been paying attention if it was played on previous tours uh but i, th- I thought this was the best performance i've ever seen of this song and therefore it wins my <laughs> favorite song of the night so great i hope you have a, a an award you can hand out to alan the band for that <laughs> or at least to steve for picking it uh, yeah, so thank thank you, Steve. And 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 uh, I guess another thing that I wrote uh, here is um, at the end of the song where Al says "Hey now" and Jim goes "Na na," you know. Yeah. Um, I thought that that Jim's "Na nas" were 
were absolutely beautiful. And I think that may have been one of the reasons why I uh, made this one of my favorite songs. Jim's Nana's or made it, the deal. It made it my favorite song. Jim's Nana's sealed the deal for me. I was leaning that way the entire song, <laughs> and then I heard those beautiful Nana's and mm, lock it in. And it was Mother's Day, and, and I'm sure uh, it would be that's great true. to see Jim's Nana, uh, if that's what he called his grandmother. Um, okay. Uh, wow. Stretch of a joke, but let's go on to what was next, a drum solo. And, um, of course, Bermuda played the drum solo, and it was a spectacular one-hit drum solo. <laughs> yes! And we got... Bermuda Schwartz, what a guy at the end of yes. it. So another what a guy reference. There's, I guess, something else to track for people who don't have enough to track already. What a guy. Track all the what a guys. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we've heard Bermuda, Jim, and Steve. Have we gotten a Ruben what a guy? I've Not not since I've been uh, tracking what a guys have I heard <laughs> a Ruben what a guy. Yeah, I, I don't know that we've been tracking what a guys. So uh, now that we're tracking it, we'll have to watch out for that. <laughs> Um, so then we went into, uh, the next song, which was when I was your age. Yes. Uh, so this one, one of the notes I wrote down is that this starts out with the, the lights being red and, uh, I don't know why, but, and I'm sure it happened earlier in the show, but I, I felt that like, uh, this was the first time that I noticed that, that, you know, the, the fog up on the stage and I'm sure it happened previously, but I just... First time I noticed it up for this particular show, the fog up on the stage. I saw, I wrote down something. So the lawnmower cutting the grass line, I heard instead of swimming pool, yeah. I heard dealing pool. Dealing pool? So, so yeah, so actually, uh, I have some notes on that. And, and I just want to, before I get to those lines, do want to point out that, uh, for some reason, in the at the before though we got to those lines, Steve he reached out with his left arm like straight out, like like sideways pointing to the side of the stage, and I don't know why he did that. Yeah, it looked I like he was he reaching was, for something. Um, yeah, look, he was like he didn't come reaching back for something anything. or stretching out or something, but he just it it was it was interesting. I had not seen him done that before. Yes, what I wrote down for that particular line, um, I wrote down. Did not have any dimming pool. No, didn't have no dimming pool. You heard so dimming, heard dimming. I heard dealing. So I heard dimming. So at least the consistency is we both heard a D word and not a swa word. So um, mm-hmm. must have been a, a flub or, or something in the air that night. Could have been the cinnamon roll incense. Uh, <laughs> which we did not partake in, but it could have. But but there was there was actually another moment later on in in, in that same song, which uh, was definitely more noticeable than switching one word out with either dimming or what was your word? Dealing, dealing, either dimming or dealing. This one, um, you know, didn't have no the line for didn't have no lawnmower. I wrote down didn't use. I wrote down something about lawnmower cut grass line. Um, Yeah, so so basically what happened is is uh, is uh, the line uh, didn't use uh, didn't have no lawnmower. We used to our teeth to cut the grass. Uh, He basically said didn't use 
didn't use the lawnmower. We used the... He basically didn't enunciate what the the word was. And then he said it again, and he stumbled through that same line again, and he said... uh, you didn't have the lawnmower or something like that, and he just so it, it's that those particular lines just screwed him up. It was noticeably, it was noticeable. Um, certainly, you wrote something down. I tried to capture what he he uh, he wrote down, but he kind of stumbled over the, that line, and he ended up saying it twice. And I don't think he got it right either time. <laughs> but Al is the one in charge, so if he wants to say it wrong, I am happy with it. And less than anyone thinks, what... less than anyone thinks, Dave, that you and I uh, are complaining about any of this. Uh, it's a feature. Oh. I love hearing um, stuff. That's what. That's what. <laughs> that's why we go to so many shows. Is because when I'm listening to the CD, I'm not going to hear any variation. I, I like the variation. I like being kept on my toes. I like you know the human element of it, and that's what makes it fun. We're you know we're in it together, and uh, I hope Al doesn't listen to this oh. episode and think we're just nitpicking. No, I mean I'm not complaining at all. I'm just I'm just pointing it out what I heard, and trust me, I could not do any better. You put me up there, and you have me sing when I was your age. <laughs> I mean I could get through it. You know maybe if I had the lyric sheet in front of me, I might be able to get through it. But I mean no way am I gonna <laughs> be able to to do it at the level that Weird Al is doing it night after night. Absolutely not. And I would that's also... why he's up on stage entertaining us, and I'm in the audience being entertained. I would also bet. We're probably the only two people in there with a notepad taking notes. So <laughs> anyone else, even if they thought they heard something, they just, you know, they were like, oh, I probably just misheard it, which I'm still yeah. not convinced we didn't just mishear it. But um, <laughs> oh, I didn't mishear this one. I just did. I, I definitely heard this one. But I'm trying I to give Al a point. benefit of the doubt, Dave. Come on. I hear your point. You've we've gone on to But funny, too, because uh, you mentioned uh yeah, we're we're sitting there with note notepads, and I was trying to to write as uh, inconspicuously as possible because I was not sitting next to either like you or Jackie or UH Jeff or someone who's you know going to understand. <laughs> right. I was sitting next to this, this, and luckily I only had one person on one side of me. I did not want to <laughs> to to, uh, to be distracting during the concert, writing things down constantly in a notebook. <laughs> I wondering if I wondering what uh, they were thinking. What is this person doing? <laughs> I've I not on this tour, but definitely on strings attached. I've had people ask, uh, <laughs> "What are you doing?" <laughs> Um, like it's one thing if I was just writing down the set list. Oh, they, this person wants to remember the set list, but like taking notes, like <laughs> every single song, that's kind of funny to me. It is, and I I believe the first strings attached to her, I made fun of you for doing it, but now here I am doing it every night. Um, so after after the song, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know, some. I mean, this is a this is something you know that I would constantly uh, I've. I would constantly, I started this uh, on my website, you know, many years ago, weirdout.info. I started writing concert reviews uh, just so I could remember you know, mostly what was happening at the concert. And some of the shows, you know, I got lazy and I didn't do concert reviews. Uh, and I now regret that I did not have some, some kind of, uh, hmm. you know, something written down for them. So the fact that we are sitting here doing these um Audio reviews is 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 wonderful because now I have documentation, you know, that I can go back and listen to. So yeah, but even it's going to require you listening to like an hour and a half of us talking about I, our. I, ice no, I understand and that, and I don't know. <laughs> going right, to the bathroom, I, and <laughs> I understand that, but I mean, I, I, 
where I'm going with this is that uh, if somebody is going to a, a concert, um, it, I, I do recommend, you know, either taking notes during or immediately after writing down your thoughts somehow, or just, you know, even take out your phone at the end, of, you know, on the drive home or something and just record your thoughts just to have a memento for it so that you can go back in and reference it should you want to in the future. Because years from now, you're, you might not remember some things that, that uh, you know, you wish you had. I'm just putting it out there. And let me just so, so briefly mention um, our friend Jeremy Samples wrote a review of the Portland Maine show that neither of us were at. And um, it was really great. He did a really great job. And it was posted over on group.2000inch.com. Um, and we did give him a couple, like, heads ups on the kind of weird things that we <laughs> like to track. And so he took those into account and also other things he wanted to point out that he noticed. And um, mm. if other people are interested in reviewing their shows and posting it over on our group, uh, we, we love that idea. So, um, yeah, absolutely. you know, as, you know, even if Dave and I were there, but especially if we're not there, it would be great to have some sort of record of it. Um, so people who are not at the show can get an, an idea of, you know, what what drink Emo Phillips was drinking. Uh, <laughs> did you see a yellow square? Uh, very important things <laughs> like that uh, for years to come. <laughs> yep, and I, and I'm saying you know obviously if if you want to share it with us absolutely please do we'd love to to read it hear it listen to it whatever uh, I'm just saying you know for your own you know you could record this just for yourself you know just record your thoughts write them down just for yourself to go back and listen to you do not have to share it with anybody I think you could write it on a piece of paper and then burn the paper and just let um, you know the essence well, of the world. Def- uh, that kind of defeats the purpose of writing well, it down if you're going to go reference it back. They can do whatever they want. You could. You, you could. could. I'm like, yeah, okay. We're, All okay. right, let's, let's move let's, on. Let's try and get through this. So uh, Al, Al did his, uh, you know, of course, um, uh, <laughs> yep, I've got, I've got a movie switch. coming out this year. Yep. <laughs> biopic with Daniel Radcliffe uh, playing me, and it's an actual thing. Um, he wanted to play the song. He but, of course, he couldn't because he signed an NDA. And there was no false start for this one. Um, nope. But he did say that um, he was going to play the title track from his uh, movie from 33 years ago, which came out two days before Daniel Radcliffe was born. <laughs> yes, and then the audience sort of groaned at that because a lot of them <laughs> remember seeing that movie <laughs> two days before Daniel Radcliffe was born. So after you and realizing that Daniel Radcliffe is now no longer the little boy in the Harry Potter movies, he's now the <laughs> big gentleman in the Weird the Al Yankovic That's story. Right. Um, so after UHF, um, which was great, probably my song of the night, um, he put the accordion down and Al said he wanted to tell us a dumb story. So I don't know <laughs> if this counts for tracking like we do solos but this was sort of an al solo uh <laughs> yeah know. well he prefaced it saying jim had to change his guitar so he wants to tell us a dumb story um yeah it was great told us a good story i yeah. don't know if i'd heard I this, to... this story before um he talked about i his days... feel like i've heard it before he talked about his days yeah, i feel like he said it before yeah in westwood one um yep. the company that syndicated the dr d show and he worked in the mailroom um, mm-hmm. You know, minimum minimum wage grunt job. I was I thought he was going to go into how Bermuda just left 
his job at Westwood One a few weeks ago, but he went into a completely different direction. Yeah, he was working in the mailroom making deliveries. Um, Scotty Brothers was... Scotty Brothers Records was distributed through Epic Records. Yeah, so he said, you know, he ultimately got his uh, record deal with Scotty Brothers, which was distributed by Epic Records, but at Westwood One, he would regularly make deliveries to Epic Records. Yep. And so, (laughs) I guess... uh, he ended up getting his gold record, and uh, some people working there ended up saying, why is the delivery guy getting a gold record? <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um, so yeah, just a little story, I guess, to uh, pass the time while Jim adjusted the guitar he needed, <laughs> figured out the guitar he needed, whatever Jim was doing. Um, the next song was I'll Sue Ya. Now, Dave, there's one thing that you do during this song when Al <laughs> says he went to New Jersey and it sucks. Did you yes, uh, do yes. anything? Oh, I did. I I I audibly booed and I and I uh, you know did the booing uh, hand signal, put thumbs, thumbs down. down. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yep. So I did that. So put that in your record. But and again, I I. I was sitting in the fifth row, so maybe everybody behind me did it, but nobody else that I could see did it. So I would like to, I would appreciate some uh, support here from the audience um, when you hear this to, to please. Well, so please. I, I don't usually do anything, uh, but I decided, you know, I know that you do something at that part. So I figured I would uh, join the club, um, mm-hmm. the doing something club. Uh, so when Al said he went to New Jersey and it sucked, I gave two thumbs up and I went, yeah. Um, so sorry, Dave. Please tell me you're kidding. I'm not kidding. You know, you I, you were wearing the uh, the the shirts that are missing the quotes. Right, I'm going to be wearing that shirt now from now well, on. Well, because you wore it, uh, and nope, you were not nope, a unified nope, front nope, with me, Dave. I don't even want to hear it anymore. There's, I don't want to hear it anymore. You can you can stop I, listening. I have a story the, to tell about the audience about wants to hear I'll it. sue you. Uh, the audience wants that, to hear uh, it. Uh, uh, I have Dave. a story to tell about. I'll sue you. And back on uh, the World of Weird Al Yankovic forum, uh, we used to do these fan videos. And I think they're still out on YouTube. Uh, and um, I particularly like this song. Uh, we, uh, Christine Slipson. Uh, she's actually uh, a real-life skipper, a real-life skipper Dan. Uh, she actually uh, she would edit these videos together for us. And we've done a bunch of them. White and Nerdy was one that it st- sticks in mind. Uh perform this way we did but we also did I'll sue you and uh, I remember that uh, we each each person would either sign up for some sort of line in the song and, or just randomly do stuff and then she would compile it into this fan video and uh, one of the lines that I chose to do was uh, the line about you know the taking your Dell computer in, in the shower in the bathtub and now it doesn't work yeah so so my video that I set up I actually set up a video where I took a my my Dell laptop into the bathtub and uh, walked out with it and strategically placed the computer, you know, so that uh, it was a family friendly video. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I remember that uh, that that made that that made it into the final video. So that's out somewhere on YouTube if you search for it. And I remember that uh, I sent uh, Christine a video. And I didn't tell her what was happening, and I just named it nude.mov and sent it to her. So I probably 
probably and she looked she i guess uh, she was curious enough to see what it was uh, i guess she was realized it was safe to, to view it um so i just wanted to point that out that this when i hear that song and i hear that line i do think of that video often and it's an awesome video to check out if anybody's uh <laughs> wants to to check out some fan videos and there's other ones up there so the white and nerdy ones if you want to see well. dave uh fully nude check out that video and yes. if you want to upset Dude Dave, on the internet. join me and give two thumbs up and say yeah when Al says New Jersey sucks uh, in the song uh, to teach Dave next, a lesson for when next he is was not new and solo inappropriate clothes. And then he moved on to the song Melanie. And uh, one of our listeners, or maybe it was, jo- no, it was Johnny O'Hearn who pointed this out to me that uh, – he keeps see like I would say I think I said incorrectly that uh, in the background the the lights they look like half moons where I really meant to say they look like crescent moons and I think you said this too on a previous episode you thought they looked like toenails and ever since you said that and Johnny said that to me all I can see now are toenails so thanks <laughs> a lot toenail clippings um, <laughs> when you so rudely were talking over me Dave after um, after that oh so here's something after interesting Al-Suya, that happened uh, Al said sorry for yelling. Uh, there was a harpsichord solo, and then before Melanie Nobody started, Jacinta, on her 27th show, yelled out El Maestro. Did not hear it. Doesn't mean it didn't happen, Dave. I'm telling you, I didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it didn't happen, I just tell you I didn't Well, that's it. what happens when you're rude and you talk over me. You miss very important things like that. I was not talking over you during the Jacinta's right. El Maestro solo. Okay. All right. So I don't know if you caught this, Ethan, but Jackie caught this as well. In Melanie, uh, after um, the line where he says, I gave a mohawk to your cat, there was a cat screech. I did. I wrote a that cat. down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the sound that you make if like you accidentally step on your cat's tail and they go, <laughs> that was the sound. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that was new for uh, for the show. I think it was because that was the first time I heard it, the first time Jack heard it, and the first time you heard yeah, it. Yeah. If the three so of us all heard it. To, yeah. And we'd never heard it before. It must be new. That's very – it's funny. It was faint. It wasn't like super prominent. So you had to right. really be paying attention. But it was there and it was it was very funny. Yeah. All right, so uh, done with your Melanie notes? Um, let me see. Something about Twin Rayman? What does that mean? Yeah, so, right. So what happened? He said oh, uh, oh, Steve oh. is yeah, heading yeah. back to the keyboards um, because <laughs> they're going to do their tribute to the doors and... Uh, I'm going to get the name wrong again. <laughs> it was like, what, Ray Manzarek or something? Yeah, Ray Manzarek. And, um, Ray Manzarek, the, uh, you know, he said twin Ray Manzareks, and they're going to do their tribute to the doors. Um, and it, not too long after Steve went over to sit with Ruben, Jacinta came out with a second El Maestro. Huh, interesting. Again, I did not hear that one. And, so uh, I, I, put, I, I mentioned this to you on the previous episode that I saw uh, when, when Steve goes over there that he uh, had um, headphones on that were wired into the keyboards. I don't know if you noticed uh, him go, getting that happening again this time or not. 
Uh, I think I noticed him looking for taking that? them off at the end of the song. I didn't notice him putting them in at the beginning of the song. Yeah, so I noticed him uh, getting set up and putting them in, but I did notice that they were not wired this time. They were wireless. There was no wire going to the keyboard. Oh, okay. So uh, he might have been using like in-ears or something instead of using uh, headphones. I, I, just interesting. Uh, I'm going to have to keep watching that, assuming that Weird Al continues to do Craigslist yeah, uh, this tour. It would make sense that um, – I know we've talked with folks on the podcast before about what they hear in their headphones – and it would right. make sense that when you're playing the keyboard, you'd need to hear a different mix than when you're playing sure. the bass or drums or something. Yeah. Um, right. So, of course, they went into Craigslist, which if you've been to a show this tour and seen Craig, Craigslist or you've heard one of our reviews, this is the song to see um, that has been played more than one time on the tour. Uh, <laughs> I put in that caveat because, of course, we... Uh, <laughs> Our theme song is the one to see, but um, <laughs> but Craigslist is um, quickly becoming, uh, I guess I would say, my second favorite song of the tour um, because of the long phone call with the mother and um, took a song that I already loved and made it just so much <laughs> better. And then there's the element of he says different stuff in the phone calls. Uh, so it's just so much fun to listen for all of that. Yeah. Did you catch the uh, name of the coffee shop? Yeah, if you remember when we were walking on Church Street, I think I pointed at a coffee shop and I said, I bet that's the one Al's going to say if he right. does Craigslist. And I think I was right. You were. The co- the uh, Cosmic Grind on Church Street. <laughs> it's a good call. It. Good call. <laughs> and, um, you know, of course, the, uh, the, uh, the phone call had some, like, Kind of key parts, like, um, you know, he eats out of a, a skull of a stray dog. Yes. Um, he says, but- watch me eat. This This one I wrote down a few notes on this. Okay. One. He said, watch me eat tomato soup out of the skull of a dog. <laughs> yes. And then. He talk, talked about a re- reincarnated Abe Vigoda. <laughs> <laughs> and kung fu fighting. Oh, yeah. He was playing kung fu fighting. Um, which, did I ever tell my kung fu fighting story on the podcast? I don't think so. So, but if you did, I'd like to hear it again because I don't remember it. Okay. Well, I was curious. I was like, because that song is is um is very special to me, uh, and it's a song that I, I've told this story very recently. As you've told me this story, be- you've told me this story before, but I don't know if you've said okay. It on the so podcast, it may not. Have been it's worth podcast. mentioning again. So go ahead. And yeah, because it's so and, weird because I literally just um a couple weeks ago before the tour started, um. I, Kate knows the story really well. Uh, my girlfriend, Kate, not Kate, who we had dinner with that night. Uh, <laughs> uh, she knows the story really well, and she had me uh, tell it to some of our friends recently. Um, but when I was a kid and we would go on trips to Syracuse to visit uh, my grandparents, um, but the first CD I ever owned was not a Weird Al CD. Um, I believe I did have Weird Al CDs at that point, but they were my dad's that he let me listen to. But the first CD that I bought with my own money was Pure Funk. And um, they used to have like these infomercials for it all the time. And I was obsessed with the getting the CDs. So I finally got it. And um, what I would do to pass the time on the way two and a half hours to my grandmother's house was I would listen to Kung Fu Fighting on repeat. Um I think it was 
if I listened to it 16 times in a row, th- then I would be at grandma's house or something. So I would just literally <laughs> listen to that song on repeat and count how many times I listened wow. to it. Um, yeah, I was a weird kid. Uh, hence <laughs> where my life has taken me. Uh, but so that was wow. really when he said that, I was like, did Al know? Or is that just a weird coincidence? So it sounds like it must have been a weird coincidence. Um but then, uh, when he got to the Native American part of the call, he yeah. said that uh, the guy's name was Jeff. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, you know, how many people does Al know that are named Jeff? Because mm. I don't know how many. Uh, but he knows Probably UH. quite a few. I could think of a few. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, he knows UH Jeff, and he had recently yeah. seen UH Jeff, so I was wondering if maybe UH Jeff was on his mind. Uh, the night before, Jeff McClelland uh, had VIP mm-hmm. and, and, and saw him, so it could have been uh, either of those Jeffs that we also know. Yeah. Yep. Previous tour manager or was named Jeff. There were a few Jeffs in, okay. in Weird Al's life okay. that it could be. I mean, you know, just... Or it could just be a random like, randomly pulled out of the phone I mean, book. Jeff is a great, uh, funny name for a you know Native it American is, man is. on the side of the road. Knowing Weird Al, I'm sure it was a reference to something or somebody. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then, I don't know if you caught this, uh, Ethan, but uh, he also mentioned strawberry Pop-Tarts. He did. <laughs> yeah. That's... And, and I thought of it for two reasons, because number one, I just had had strawberry ice cream, and number two, because you had talked about eating Pop-Tarts. Yeah, that was, that's sort of become <laughs> On the podcast before. like a, a, a pseudo meme, I guess, right. um, at least uh, <laughs> when I talked to Sky and a couple other people that um, when we were talking about that Lancaster restaurant and I said, oh, great, I'll just eat Pop-Carts. Right. Um, <laughs> it's kind of grown into a little <laughs> a little joke between, uh, between you and us. And it's like a little meme, I guess. Yeah, it's like, oh, so, yeah, well, we I can wonder, go to the I steak wonder. joint, but I'll just have Pop-Tarts, I guess. Um, right. Yeah, so um, either Al uh, completely based Craigslist uh, on us and our friends, <laughs> Jeff, or other Jeff, um, or it's just a coincidence. And uh, <laughs> I'm leaning one way versus the other, but um, regardless, it was a great song. It was great to hear mm-hmm. Craigslist. Indeed. All right, so next song he said uh, that something, the song takes a lot out of him or something like that. Uh, so he wanted to... Uh, wind it down a little bit slow things down and then again he plays (laughs) plays albuquerque which is the opposite of winding it down and slowing it down oh i love that we got albuquerque two nights in a row how fun is that yeah that's that's very that was exciting (laughs) i wasn't expecting that for some reason in my mind i had it that it's every other show you know it's it's either Albuquerque or Twineball, and I just had Twineball tonight in my mind, and so I was surprised to hear Albuquerque. Pleasantly surprised to hear Albuquerque. It's a, such a fun sing-along <laughs> song. Everybody, everybody goes crazy for it and sings along, and, and a lot of opportunities to, to participate and sing along in this song. In last episode, I guess 10 centimeter, we talked about how the um, when Al does the uh, hermaphrodite with Flock Seagulls haircut line, he says, let me stop right there, and he apologizes for it. We've, we've mentioned mm-hmm. that a few times in the podcast, um, but it mm-hmm. was the, sh- the second show in Medford where we noticed that Al sort of changed the apology to remove the part where he says two fully functioning um, yep. 
uh, male, you know, a male and female sex organ, or however he says it. Uh, yeah, both both male and fe- yeah, uh, uh, both male and female reproductive organs. Uh, yeah. So, um, and we our, our theory is that um, when Jackie mentioned on three three centimeter, yeah, three centimeter, three centimeter, yeah, that that's not technically. Um, what hermaphrodite means in the medical sense. Right. Um, our belief is that Al then um, decided to change it because of Jackie's uh, medical knowledge. And he sort of paused as he was saying it as if he was trying to remember what he was um, supposed to say. <laughs> uh, it wasn't like a huge pause, but it was enough of a, uh, uh, that I was thinking, ah, he's thinking about what Jackie said. And <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no, it's certainly the, the, the you know, the, the, I mean, certainly, you know, Jackie pointed that out. And then the next time we heard Albuquerque, it was not in there. So, I mean, again, maybe Dave and Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast is, uh, is influencing, uh, the, these, you know, the, the show a little bit, uh, we're, interestingly, I know that uh, earlier you mentioned this. <laughs> you wanted me to say constipated wiener dog uh, for this moment. Uh, <laughs> we were talking to, to, to Jackie at, about uh, something and uh, the the the, the uh, topic of, I guess, Albuquerque. We were probably talking to her about and maybe this moment. And then I guess the uh, the 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 topic of constipated wiener dogs came up in my, and Jackie, of course, she's a veterinarian. She's actually seen constipated wiener dogs. So we asked her, you know, well, did the constipated wiener dog you see, was it running, <laughs> running around? And she said, no, actually, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't because, you know, it's basically, <laughs> it's, it's very sluggish. Yeah. So it's the exact opposite <laughs> of, you know, a constipated wiener dog is not running, running, running around. So, well, again, may, I mean, out, it like, could be that, I think what you're saying is that Al got it wrong that constipated wiener dogs run around, <laughs> or Al was saying right. he was running around like a constipated wiener dog, which means he wasn't running around. It could be that. Well, maybe. I mean, it's. Uh, I've always taken it that he was running like really fast, running sort of like the red rumped agouti that we saw uh, yes. at the zoo the other day. And so <laughs> I have a couple of uh, notes here. Number one. Um, you know, if, if Al, if you'd like to uh, issue another apology during this song, I think you should apologize to uh, constipated wiener dogs uh, for, you know, because because they, you know, they're not really running, running around, you know, crazily because they're sort of in pain. You know, they're sluggish. You know, it's just not a it's a very serious medical condition, uh, not something I think you should be joking about. And the other uh, thing is just to to prove, I guess, that, you know, that uh you are, you know, making some of these adjustments based on, you know, what we're saying in these episodes. I put a challenge out to you. Uh, it doesn't have to be during Albuquerque. Be at any point. Uh, you know, it could be during the Craigslist. Um, so it could be during one of your stories. It could just be a random line in a random song. I would like to hear a reference to a red rumped agouti. Well, Dave, by the time point. this episode drops, and, and I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> He was going to say, like, by the time it drops, Al is going to then uh, potentially work it into a, a show that we are not at because we're, you know, right. so, so certainly I'm, front I'm saying, heavy on the tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, we mentioned this, uh, you know, that uh, we release all these episodes early to our Patreon family. Uh, and then we eventually, you know, when our intern Frank 
gets around to it, we'll release them out to the cheapskates, I mean the general public. Um, as far as I know, last time I, I, I checked, uh, Weird Al was not a member of our Patreon family, so he will not hear this uh, until it drops along you know, to the general public. That will probably be after this set of shows most likely the next show that we will be at will be uh, the shows that we're doing in Tennessee, in Pelham, uh, the two shows there, or the show in Nashville. Uh, so those are opportunities if you want to say <laughs> rumped, red rumped agouti while we're in the audience, that, that would be the uh, opportunity to say it. If you uh, want to say it when we're not there, then I'm going to ask our listeners to please listen for that. And if you do hear it, please uh, let us know. So we can uh, we can verify our theory or not whether or not Weird Al is listening to this podcast and changing uh, <laughs> things based on what we're saying. <laughs> and and I guess I will report. I'm going to put this uh, in, in uh, something maybe trackable in the spreadsheet, or I'll just track it in my own head. I will uh, the same way we used to report on every single episode whether or not he fixed the uh, the uh, grammar mistake in the uh, Bill Nye um, verses. Uh, Sir Isaac Newton versus uh, Bill Nye uh, clip. Uh, I will uh, try to report whether or not Weird Al says rem- red rumped agouti or not at the shows that I'm at. I'm, I'm so glad that we, we took 15 minutes out of the <laughs> review to go over that. Thank you, Dave. Uh, You're <laughs> very important. Um, uh, so Ethan, one thing. Uh, so let's get back to Albuquerque. Yeah. Uh, what, what I, what I, um, rather than write down every single donut, I know you like to write down every single donut. I did write. I just down. counted the donuts because uh, I wanted. To, I did not hear any new ones, so I counted that there were twenty-four donuts. Uh, interestingly enough, I was listening to Five Centimeter uh, earlier today, and there were twenty-five donuts. Uh, that was the episode that we counted the donuts in. Uh, you made me count them as you were reading them off. Uh, and then the one that was missing, the one that's not on the list, that was on the list uh, in Albany, or not in Albany, in, um, where were we after Albany? Where were we were after that? New Bedford. Yes, thank you. In uh, New Bedford uh, was the Chuck Berry donut, which I have not heard since. Yeah, I guess that was just a one-time thing. Um, the Chuck Berry. Yeah, nothing, nothing new tonight. Um, so maybe instead of writing them down, you could, we could count them. And if there's 24, we can, and we don't hear any new I'll ones. I'll still write them we, down, Dave. I, I, I've right. just, I've committed. I'm, I'll, I'll write them down. It's stressful, <laughs> All but right. it's a good stress. Um, a few <laughs> lyric changes I noticed was, uh, in the song, he usually goes, in that case, in that case, what do you have? And he only said in that case one time. Um, hmm. he said, in that case, why don't you tell me what you do have? And then I hmm. wrote down extended weasel noises. Uh, <laughs> yes, I wrote extended weasel biting there, extended weasel biting noises. <laughs> and then, uh, for the, uh, the pet names for Zelda, uh, calling mm-hmm. Al or the protagonist, um, I have sweetie pumpkin, honey muffin, and I'm sure you wrote down the last one. Yep. Stinky Poodle. <laughs> Stinky Poodle. Stinky Poodle. So, uh, again, um, 
this is a pretty standard so far. It's happened every show uh, that that we've seen. This he he uh, pretends to forget the you know well, the lyrics that, and he starts off before that. Dave, um, you know, did the, he did the part where you know he bites the uh, the jugular vein and he goes. Some people just can't take a joke, you know. And then he went sad. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I, that. I don't remember him saying that before. But yes, so then he uh, forgets his place. They start over. And this was the longest start over I think I've seen on this tour. Well, yeah, well, where I was going with this is that uh, I've in the past I've looked at uh, Jim and Steve and they get really upset, you know, or at least play to be really upset when uh, when he needs to start all over because they realize after the whole thing. Well, I was looking at Ruben this time and he just threw his arms up in the air in frustration. <laughs> oh, I love it. So it was, it's great. I love that the 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 band is playing along uh, <laughs> on the joke on that one. <laughs> but um, as I was saying, this was. Uh, tell me if you remember something else. But he got further in the song yeah. <laughs> than he normally does. Sometimes it cuts it short. Um, I feel like we should be tracking at this point since it seems to be a variable um, where he. Uh, yeah, I wonder. Remembers. I wonder. I mean. I wonder, I wonder how what he makes his decision and how long to, to go before he remembers the line. But yes, I, I noticed that too. He did uh, he did go on for quite a bit before he uh, he actually uh, he actually remembered you know the the uh, moral of the story there. Yeah, I wrote down that um, the he he uh, he got to waka waka doo doo yeah uh, <laughs> where he uh, stopped. Huh. So, um, yeah, he went through, like, some of the Albuquerque and the radio station stuff. Um, I mean, I guess a good practical joke, since we know Weird Al likes to make practical jokes, is he could really do that and just do the whole song again. And that would really uh, be a nice practical joke on the band, because they've already been playing for 10 minutes. They'd have to play for another 10 minutes straight. I wonder then, if then that's something Ruben else really would be planned. throwing up his yeah. arms in frustration, and Steve and Jim really would be giving him death glares. I wonder if Al's already planning that for Albuquerque when, uh, <laughs> when he's out in uh, New Mexico. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I I know I guess uh, he he has done some uh, jokes when he's been in Albuquerque before, right? You know, teasing right. to play that song. So maybe he's got something else lined up for Albuquerque. Hopefully he does. Yeah, and maybe we'll get some jokes for Twinball when we're um, when we're over in Minnesota Ooh. this this summer. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Now this was the first time I ever heard it, although it's not the first time it's been reported. Um, Al. Um, introduced the band and he said, and I'm Kenny G. <laughs> yes. I'm glad you heard that because I heard that again. I'm Kenny G. <laughs> um, so he said that, of course, at the end of Albuquerque, and it, they went into their uh, onstage um, waiting for the encore bit. And <laughs> the main thing I, I saw, Jim was tuning his guitar again. Uh, yep. Bermuda was out cleaning his glass but he was kind of like, yep. like breathing on it, right? Blowing on it, right? Blowing <laughs> on it, like you, you know, to create the uh, condensation and wiping it off. And yes. then Ruben was over there pointing out the smudges for him, and um, yep. I, I couldn't really see uh, what Steve was doing. I think Al did his his face and armpit wipe, uh, as we've seen in other times. Yeah, yeah. I was on his phone. Um, Steve was uh, sitting on Ruben's riser. And uh, you mentioned that, you know, Ruben was uh, <clears throat> off uh, helping Bermuda with uh, 
the smudges on the plexiglass. <laughs> um, Al said... The next... Yes. Yes, yeah, so, right. So then it's not now time for the cover song, the long-awaited cover song. And I guess... Uh, <laughs> I wrote 1968 Elementary School. Yeah, Al, Al said, um, you know, everyone's been waiting for this song. He's like, this is one I wrote back in 1968 when I was in elementary school, <laughs> and it was a big top 40 hit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was Nobody But Me by the Human Beans. Beans. Yeah. Be- yeah, the Human Beans. Uh, I guess uh, another one-hit wonder. I looked up this song and said it was a one-hit wonder. So uh, it's not the first time he's done a one-hit wonder on this this uh, tour before. When I looked it up, it said it came out in 1967. So I don't know hmm. who was wrong, the internet or Al. I, I would assume it was Al. Um, Interesting. Or no, I would assume it was the internet. Uh, Al does not get anything <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Uh, Al, yeah, I guess, uh, Al thanked the audience. Um, he said, you know, you came out, it's deep cuts, it's the middle of the pandemic, and you guys showed up. And uh, he just said he was grateful. And it was just, uh, oh, it's really nice. Yep. And uh, I, I completely understand where he's coming from on that. And I'm grateful that these shows are happening too. Um, mm-hmm, indeed. You know, maybe in a different way. Uh, I'm not getting paid or making money or making people <laughs> happy the same way that Al is. But, you know, this is something that Dave, you and I have, were uh, really looking forward to doing. And it's, it's really great to get to oh, be yeah. out and oh, yeah. do this again. I, albeit, you know, we're wearing masks and we don't get, get to quite have um, the same experience that, that we've had in the past. But um, this sure beats um, raising cattle. <laughs> indeed so the last song uh, the unplugged medley and we'll just go through the songs it hasn't changed Amish Paradise Smells Like Nirvana White and Nerdy Word Crimes and Yoda with the Yoda chant yeah and I had no notes it was just uh, yeah I mean the, the only yeah the only note I had was that uh, you know uh, it seems to be you know that the, all the songs seem to get some sort of fan reaction, but the biggest fan reaction seems to come from Yoda uh, when that song kicks in. I noticed a bunch, a whole bunch of people um, with their cinnamon incense uh, dancing, getting really excited for cinnamon roll Yoda incense. At this. Cinnamon, yeah, cinnamon roll incense. <laughs> in, uh, we're really excited for for Yoda. A whole bunch of people actually really uh, got excited for Yoda as soon as it kicked in. So it was nice to see that. And uh, again, people, I guess some people seeing the Yoda chant for the first time and certainly the new edition uh, for The Lion Sleeps Tonight got got many, yeah, got a nice response. So Yeah, I, I, the, the two reactions um, that the Yoda chant gets that I, I noticed in the audience is, is one, oh, I'm so glad he's doing the Yoda chant. Like you can tell they know about <laughs> yes. the Yoda chant. They're just excited to see it. And the other reaction is, what? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> exactly. They're just like, what is this wacky thing that's going on? And uh, yeah, it's great. It's it's a good. It's great to just sit back and enjoy uh, the Yoda chant. Indeed. All right. So uh, that was. I did not write down the the surprisingly did not write down the time that the concert ended. So it may still be going on because I did not write down the time. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, yeah, we um, yeah we we had it after the sh- yeah I mean after the show I mean I did we did get to at least I did get to say goodbye to our 
uh, friends Joe and Julia, which we met prior to the concert. They had the after oh, yeah. show passes. Yep, I got to see them with you. Um, I know that I saw saw JW up on stage, and he took one. It, generally, he gives out the uh, he's been giving out the set list to to uh, the people with the VIPs, and I guess he had one set list list left. And I was trying to get his attention so he could give it to either uh, Joe or Julia. But he just wasn't hearing any of me. Instead, he, he turned it into a paper airplane and, and threw it out over the audience. And it went like about six inches and fell flat. To the floor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a good VIP host. He's not a great uh, paper airplane uh, architect. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was cool. Um, with, as we're leaving, and I, we haven't talked to him, at least I haven't talked to him at all this tour yet, was um, the lighting designer. Uh, peaches and so um, yeah. just happened to be walking by him and i saw him so i said hey peaches and um shared my compliments on his incredible lighting and how i'm seeing yeah, new stuff every night and, yeah yeah indeed yeah i got to yeah chatted with uh, peaches for a couple minutes uh again you know the the security keeps you know pushing us out and <laughs> after each concert oh yeah uh this is no different uh you know it pushes out the lobby and then eventually we get pushed outside uh yeah it was fun we, we met back up with uh, everybody in our group well one one um, other thing i wanted to say about uh peaches when i um i didn't want to yeah. because we've met him before and and you know we gave him a podcast shirt um on the last tour um so i just wanted to uh Make sure he knew because we're wearing masks and it's, you know people. It's hard to tell who's who, and it's just like, oh, it's Ethan's Dave. We have the Weird Al podcast, and he said, oh, that's great. He's like, yeah, my wife and I we listen all the time. We love your podcast. Uh, so that was yeah. really sweet of him. Yep. Shout out to Peaches and his wife. Thank yes. you for listening. All right. I mean, it was a uh, over. I short night i mean i guess i don't know it was 9 30 i guess what time we got outside maybe a little bit later yeah 9 30 10 o'clock close to 10 yeah. yeah so it was like early night for us in particular uh for sure you know, that uh i mean i didn't i didn't ask i don't think i asked sylvia or kate what their favorite song was but i did ask luca and he said his favorite song was the uh the medley the unplugged medley at the end yes yep <laughs> um yeah, we uh, dropped you guys off at your hotel, and I actually drove home um, about two and a half hour drive. And um... yeah, yeah. A couple other notes uh, about yesterday, uh, May eighth, the the or I guess uh, May 9th, I should say. No, May eighth. What am I talking about? May eighth. It's after uh, midnight on. Wow, is it already? Yeah, wow. Oh, it's, it's over an hour after midnight, Dave. We're, this this episode's like two hours long so far. Great. Let's see if we can break a record. So uh, trying to go to bed soon. <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, I just want to point out uh, two things. Number one, uh, the the concert itself uh, May eighth happened on Mother's Day. So from all of us here at Dave Neath's two thousand Weird Al podcast, the Happy Mother's Day to everybody who celebrates. And also, it was our three year podcast anniversary. Yes, and I think we were just so busy from all the travel and everything that um, it wasn't until later at night that um, we realized <laughs> it. <laughs> Indeed. So it's been a great pleasure working with you for three years on the podcast, Ethan. 
Yes, I, I share the same sentiment, Dave. It's, it's been a blast, and it does not feel like three years. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it's doesn't. It's kind of bizarre to it feels think. much that, longer. <laughs> it, it doesn't feel like we've been doing it for more than a couple weeks. I don't know. It just it goes fast, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's the most fun I have during a week is getting to talk about Weird Al, and uh, we get to talk to some really fun people, and we get to meet some really great uh, listeners and other Weird Al fans, so... Um, yeah, hey, three years has been just such a great positive experience, and so many great things has happened um, through our involvement and dedication to the uh, spreading the good word of the weird one. So, um, yeah, I I can't wait for us to finally um, reach episode two thousand inch, so we can talk to Weird Al. <laughs> All right, well, looking forward to that. Until next time, next uh, show uh, in Ridgefield, Connecticut, the Ridgefield Playhouse. May 10th. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 11 centimeters. So Dave, your first time ever in Vermont, how was it? Did you try anything cool like their special maple syrup? Yeah, I was recommended. I was supposed to try the maple syrup while I was there. So we actually, Jackie and I, went out to breakfast this morning. It was at the Friendly Toast in Burlington, Vermont. And I specifically ordered French toast just so I could try the maple syrup. How was it? I was anticipating. I was waiting for the moment. I finally get to try real authentic Vermont maple syrup. I confirmed with the waiter that it was indeed original Vermont maple syrup. I tried it and I said, Ah, you call this maple syrup?